It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDowell, reminding you you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On WBB. You can hear an all-star team providing wonderful information about Locked On Women's Basketball every single day, whether it's Erica Ayala, Dave Ibrahim, you name it. Make sure you follow us every day, Locked On Women's Basketball. Today's broadcast support brought to you by Built Go. Built Go is the solution to breaking through your wall. What is your wall? Is it a workout? Is it the overwhelming sense that we are entering a winter filled with disease and depression? Whatever your wall might be, take in 1.5-ounce packages Built Go, now in three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, or chocolate mint. Make sure that when it comes to that wall, and believe me, I know what kind of wall we're thinking about, that you have just what it takes to get through it. And that's Built Go. So visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. So it's Friday, and normally we have a single conversation, but I'm doing things a little bit differently here on this particular Friday. I want to take you on a trip that I like to go on every single year, but that physically... I didn't go on this year. And that is a trip to the Big East Media Day. It's been something I have covered for well over a decade. I'm always excited about the opportunity to talk to players, to coaches, to hear about what's going on in what, for my money, is the best basketball conference in the world. And, you know, it got taken into a two-part thing this year. All on Zoom, of course, for the safety of all involved. Men's basketball yesterday, women's basketball today. I, I grew up on the conference. I grew up with this conference mattering. Like, very few things matter in sports. And both Jay Wright, who knows the conference well, the men's basketball coach at Villanova, and Gino Oriema, who you hear from a little later on in the program, talked about why it matters. The Big East, in a college sports landscape that prizes football overall, made the choice to put basketball first. And you feel it. You feel it in the way they care about the sport, in the way the league operates, and in the way basketball is king. It's a remarkable thing to experience. And I look forward to, I hope, next year at this time, being back in Madison Square Garden, which is where it's held every year, talking to people about basketball, thinking about things that are different than how we're going to manage to see even the games, most of the games that we're hoping to schedule end up being played amid the dangers for all involved. So we're going to take you through my trip today, my trip to the Big East, to Big East Media Day. You're going to hear from, and it's really important that you know who this is, Val Ackerman, the commissioner 
of the Big East Conference, somebody who has seen the Big East through into a really vital television partnership with Fox Sports that gave it a lifeline when people were wondering whether the Big East could survive as a basketball first conference, and has turned it into a place that was so attractive that Connecticut returned. And that was no small thing. For Connecticut to come back to the Big East, despite being a Division I football program, despite having put a lot of money into football, required UConn to say, yes, basketball is going to be first priority for us, and more important, the Big East is good enough at it to justify that type of leap of faith. And that's what they've done, and that's what the Big East has done under Val Ackerman. So we're going to hear from her. We're going to hear a little bit from Amber Cox, who you might know from the 11 other jobs she also does, <laughs> including her work as an executive with the Connecticut Sun. And Amber Cox is welcoming the women's tournament back to Mohegan Sun. So I, I asked Amber about what that meant to have the Connecticut Sun playing there in the summer. You have tournaments going on there in the fall. And come the spring, God willing, you're going to have the Big East Conference tournament back where it belongs, here in the East. And then we're also going to hear from Gina Oriyama, who had some really interesting things to say, but I specifically asked him about Paige Beckers, who I spoke to today. And I've spoken about Paige on the program before, and I, and I will again, because Paige Beckers is a remarkable talent. Paige Beckers sees things on the court that professional players don't see. And she saw him her sophomore year in high school. So Gino talks about Paige differently than other freshmen. And Paige does things other freshmen don't do. Bottom line is asking what constitutes success for Paige was foremost on my mind because the bar is different. There just is. And so I asked Paige that question. I asked Gino that question as well. So take a journey with me. Picture it if you can. Walk through the main entrance at the garden. I go through security. I can see those escalators and into the world's famous, most famous arena, a place I've been so many times, and the place that is on my shortlist for where I'm excited to go again once this is all over. And let's go together. Let's talk to the people responsible, player, coach, executive, for the best basketball conference in the world, a conference that I absolutely adore. Come with me to Big East Conference Media Day. Here we go. Our next question is from Howard Megdal. Hi, Howard Megdal at the next. Val, Amber, great to chat with you both. Uh, thanks for doing this. I have uh, a bigger picture question, one for each of you, if, if you'll indulge me. Val, when, when you think about this season with so many of the unknowns, and you've obviously put together scenario planning that involves a lot of different models, as you said, I'm wondering what you define as success for the Big East this season? And um, and then just I'll follow up with Amber after. Thanks, Howard. Um, for, for me, I'm sure I speak for my, my conference colleagues here, success is ending the season. <sighs> um, with uh, a Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden, um, a Big East tournament at Mohegan Sun Arena, 
and then an NCAA tournament, whenever that is played. Um, that was um, that was a crushing blow for uh, all of us in college basketball last year that we weren't able to end the season. We were grateful that we were able to conclude our women's basketball conference mm-hmm. season um, in Chicago. But as everybody uh, knows well by now, our efforts were cut short at the Garden. And, of course, March Madness was lost. So um, our hope is that the, the season ends um, on a high note. I, you know, I think everyone's expectation is that there may be and, and perhaps will be disruption during the year. Um, and that games, um, however thoughtfully laid out, Uh, may wind up getting um, postponed, best case, worst case, canceled. And we're just going to try to do our our best to kind of to go through that, all the while making sure that whatever it is we're doing is safe. Because that's, as I noted earlier, the paramount concern is maintaining the health and safety of our student-athletes and our coaches and all of their their staffs. Um, So if we can get through – you know, the next couple of months with that light at the end of the tunnel, knowing we can conclude and have the season end with a champion crowned for us on both the men's and women's side and then have the opportunity for our best teams to move forward to a national basketball championship that is played in its entirety. Um, I think I would sort of call that a, a successful effort in a very, very challenging year. Thanks, Bobby. I, I think that's probably pretty universal. And, and, Amber, the question for you is to have UConn back in the Big East and have the tournament at Mohegan, it feels like Mohegan has become, in a lot of ways, a year-round home for women's basketball, the hub of it. And, and when you throw in the, the Bubble Bill tournament that's coming that will include a women's basketball component, is that the goal, big picture, is looking at Mohegan as, you know, America's home, for women's basketball, is that how you see it? I mean, of course I do. That's what I want. There's never enough, you know, basketball action happening at Mohegan Sun Arena, in my opinion. But I look, I think that arena, um, when when the casino was built years ago, that arena was such a great addition because it allows for such a variety of programming to come through. Um, and basketball is a big part of that. Sports are a big part of that. We're, we're always looking to diversify the content, you know, so people want to come in and, again, not only go to what's going on in the arena, but spend uh, more time at Mohegan Sun. So certainly continuing to look at opportunities uh, for UConn, for other Big East teams, for basketball in general, to be at Mohegan Sun Arena, um, we love to see it and certainly always will welcome the opportunity. Thank you both. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Howard. Next up, Big East Preseason Player of the Year, Kristen Williams, and Big East Preseason Freshman of the Year, Paige Beckers. I asked Kristen, who, let's not forget, averaged double figures as a freshman, was a consensus top overall player when she came in as well, what she would have liked to have learned and known going in that she's passed on. And I asked Paige about what success looks like. Take a listen. Let's go to Howard Magdal. <clears throat> thank you. And, and, and thank you all for taking the time to chat with us. Um, I have one for you, Paige, and one for you, Kristen. Paige, to start with you, 
when you think of and define success as your freshman year, how do you define it, statistically or otherwise? Uh, I would say, um, obviously, winning in everything that we do. Uh, I hate losing, so, I mean, success to me is winning everything. Uh, not just games, it's pr- drills and practice, um, competitive drills we do um, mm. on and off the court, just winning everything, um, being a better player, being a better teammate, um, just improving in, like, every aspect of my game and doing whatever coach and my teammates need me to do to win, um, and just helping our team camaraderie, uh, our team chemistry, and then all that will, like, go into winning on the court. So it's just trying to win and be competitive in everything that I do. Thanks. And, Kristen, you had the ability to impact right away in this program. I mean, whether it's the 28 points in Notre Dame, double figures as a freshman, knowing that and knowing what you experienced, What's the one thing you wish you'd known as a freshman that helped you the most uh, that you've told Paige, you've told the other young people on this team? That's a great question. Um, I would say as a freshman, I would tell myself that you're going to be in a slump. You're going to get there at some point, but just to rely on your teammates to help you bring out of bring you out of it and rely on your coaching staff as well. Um, once you get down, they're going to help you up regardless. So I would have told myself that for sure. Thank you both. And finally, here's Gina. Gino, Howard Magdell at the next. It's good to chat with you as always. Yeah. Um, just want to jump off of what you're talking about with Paige and, you know, relative to the question I had asked her as well, uh, where, you know, there's all this conversation about her. There's a freshman player of the year before we see her play a game. How do you define success for her in year one? Uh, I guess big picture how you, where you want her to be and also just day to day what you need to see to, that constitutes that success? Uh, Well, I think Paige has had a lot of success in college already. You know, if you watch her at practice every day, you know she's a really, really good college player already. So in some ways, her month of October has been a tremendous success. Will November be like? Well, I think she hit it on the head. If we win all of our games in November, then she will have had a great November. Regardless of how she does personally, she's concerned about winning, about us winning. So at the end of the season, how much we win, and do we win to the level that she's expecting us to win? That's going to constitute her biggest successes. Uh, if you remember back when Stewie was a freshman, when Stewie was a freshman, she had a November, unlike any other November in the history of Connecticut basketball, by anybody, by any freshman. And everybody thought that, you know, this is it. The sky's the limit. And then December, January, and February, she was got off. And then in March, she was the best player in the country. So how was freshman year for Stewie? Amazing success. When? November and March. <laughs> Everything in between, not so good. So I, I think how the season turns out mm. is going to be what the measure is 
for Paige. But based on October, she's had a great October. I mean, yeah. I, I'm probably not exaggerating when I say she's really, really good. <laughs> <laughs> that came on. Appreciate it. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.